We're continuing Melachim Aleph. We are on chapter 1, verse 14 of Melachim Aleph. And what happens is Natan Hanavi and Bathsheba, the wife of David, mother of Shalomo, they see that Adonia has arranged for his own coronation. And then Natan now came to, to Bathsheba and he's trying to devise a plan by which they can ensure that Shilomo is the one who gets the throne and not Adonia. Adonia was compared to Avshalom. Avshalom, that he was born after Avshalom. Whatever. And uh, there apparently is some promise that David made to Bathsheba that Shilomo would be the king after him. Okay, so in keeping with that promise, obviously Shalom needs to become the king. If he doesn't become the king, then Natan Hanavi and Bathsheba, their lives are at great risk, obviously, because, you know, Adonia would probably see them as a threat. There was an interesting uh, chidush I read in, in the book that I'm using for this class to prepare. The, the Magid Publishers book written by Alex Israel on kings called Kings Torn in Two. I highly recommend everything in the series of the Magid Publishers on Tanakh. We've used all of their books for all of the studies so far, right from Michael Hatton in Yoshua uh, and Shofetim to Amnon Bazak in Shmuel Aleph and Shmuel Bet. And now we're going to be with Alex Israel in Melachim Aleph and Melachim Bet. We've used all of those books and they are very, very helpful. He points out if you look at the list of characters that joined Adonia, what's the list? What's the, what, how does the list break down? The main people are. Yoav, the general of David's army, hitherto, and Eviatar, Eviatar of the Kohen. Okay? Now, if you look at the list that's supporting Shalomo, what do you have? You have uh, Benayal ben Yoyada. You have, uh, that was the general. Okay, then you have Tzadok Kohen, who's from the line of Pinachas instead of the line of Eli. But then you also have one more character who's the central character. Natana Navi. So he said, if you compare, you see that Adonia doesn't have a Navi with him, which shows that he is either doing this out of bounds, meaning he doesn't care to be coronated officially by Borei Olam. It's not his concern. Or, or, or there is no Navi who would actually want to associate with him because he wasn't a good guy. Okay? So that's a very important detail Alex Israel points out. With that, we continue on verse 14. So Natan is talking to Bathsheba and he's saying, Go, you go to the king and you tell the king that you promised me that my son Shalomo will, will rule after you. And as you're speaking there, Natan says to her, I'm going to come and I'm going to complete your words. Meaning, you go and you make the claim to David and then I'm going to come in in the middle of your conversation and I'm going to also say the same thing to create a sense of Confirm. Urgency, or confirm, or confirm what you're saying, or to create a sense of urgency to David that all of a sudden all of my advisors are coming to me and they're saying what's going on, what's going on, what's going on. So David, you know, gets gets uh, he gets awakened. Right. Okay. And Bacheva comes to the king to his room. And the king is very old. The Shunamite woman was serving the king. Now look at the imagery here. Um, what did we say so far is the main explanation for Avishag? To warm. Uh, no, 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 we know that's why she's there. But what's the. Why is Avishag's. Why is she relevant to the story? Like, 
What, what did we say could be a possible interpretation of why we even were introduced to the whole thing that David needed a woman to warm him? So he said it could have been that the servants of David were on Adonia's side and they yeah, wanted right. to do like a pageant so that everybody in the country would see that David is weak and needs help mm-hmm. and then they would decide to follow Adonia. As we said, that's one interpretation. We also briefly mentioned another interpretation which is that there are some... This story seems to be drawing back a little bit on the sin of David with Bathsheba. Mm-hmm. A lot of the, the, the basis for the story is that sin. For example... In the Midrashim that say that Bathsheba came to, came to David and said, I won't be with you unless you swear to me that my son will be king, because otherwise I won't know if our relationship is kosher. Mm-hmm. So the fact that Shalomov becomes king is proof that ultimately David and Bathsheba's relationship is kosher. Mm-hmm. Meaning this whole story is built off of the story of David and Bathsheba. And one of the, the themes we also mention is that why is David, it says that David did not sleep with Abishag. Mm-hmm. So what would be the lesson? There's definitely some relationship to that Between that and the fact that David Could not control his temptation When it was another man's wife Right Right. So maybe it's trying to show uh, It's like maybe a criticism of David For look if you only would have waited out your temptations At some point it gets, it gets Your temptation gets to a point where You could have a virgin lady warming you up But you'll have no interest in, in being with them conjugally Right mm-hmm. So it could be a criticism or critique of David in that sense. Um, I'm not exactly sure, but there's clearly, there's clearly something there that this Avishag woman, the fact that it even tells us that David wasn't with her sexually, it, it seems to be, if someone wants to make the connection and send me an email about it, it would be great, but there seems to be a connection there. Now look at the imagery in this Pasuk, Pasuk Tedvav. Bathsheba comes to the king into his room and the king is there, old, and Avishag, the Shunammite woman, is serving him, or probably on his lap or something, or warming him. Mm-hmm. Now look at that imagery. The wife of David comes into his room and sees him with another woman. I don't know. It's, just a, it's an interesting imagery. What do you mean, She's serving the king. Serving. So maybe she's just bringing him food. She's not it could be, near. but what was the, her job? Her basic job was to warm him. Right. But that, the fact that, he's, that she's not in, uh, displayed like that, meaning like with him in bed, right? say that... Bathsheba's the one he did the, the Isur with And Bathsheba comes and walks in And sees that she's not doing what she What the whole Oh you think it's a critique of, of Bathsheba? I think, I think yeah. meaning, meaning this woman didn't Wasn't with him I think it's kind of like Maybe Reassuring that David has changed In the sense that like Bathsheba walks in and sees that He's not the same person that Right like, He's not that same About like, uh, You know Testosterone filled man Yeah This is the most beautiful was. girl In the whole In all of Israel and she's not And they're not, they're not together Yeah, sexually. she's just bringing him some water I don't know, I just, the imagery struck me You know, of yeah. the, the illicit wife of David Not really, but meaning the once illicit wife of David Walks in and sees David is being served by yeah. another woman Like, what would she think about that? Right Okay, it's just an interesting mm-hmm. uh, image Pasuk Tetzayin Batikot Batsheba batishtachu lamelech Vayomer hamelech malach so Bacheva bows and she, she, she leans and she bows to the king and the king says, what is it? She says, my master, you swore through Hashem your God to your maidservant that Shalomo your son will be the next king after me. And he will sit on my throne. But however, Adonia, the other brother, the older brother, has now taken the throne. And you, 
the and now you, the king, have no idea that's what's going on. So the fact that David doesn't know what's going on, does that is that a good sign or is does that show good on David or does that show it kind of shows like he's kind of losing it. Losing it or he's yeah. getting out of the picture. Okay? So the story is going to be a test to if David has one final last ounce of energy in him to make a very, very, very strong kingly move. And ultimately he's going to succeed. And we'll see that he doesn't, even in his old age, he still has the strength of David in him, the, mm-hmm. the youthful strength of David in him. That's what we're going to end up seeing. Okay, but so far he's, he's kind of, all of this is unbeknownst to him. Mm-hmm. And it's not like a small deal. I mean, there are a lot of people that went and followed Atonia, right? Mm-hmm. And she tells him that Adonia, he slaughtered many oxes and fattened cows and sheep. And he called to all of the other sons of the king, your kids. But he didn't any call to Eviatar Cohen and Yoav, who is the general of your army. However, I didn't call Shlomo my son slash your servant. And now, my master, the king, all of the eyes of Israel are upon you. To say, who will sit on the throne of the king after him, after you? Mm-hmm. Everybody's looking at you to see what you're going to say. And now, if you don't, if you don't announce who the next king is going to be, then when you die, me and my son Shlomo are going to be sinners, not sinners to Hashem, but sinners in the eyes of traitors, traitors in the eyes of the king, right. or they're going to be at least seen as a threat in the eyes of the current of the new king, right. Adoniah. Because Adonia would have probably been uh, he's a probably, brother. What's what, how are they traitors? There was so it's a good point. It's a good point. Why would Adonia feel like Shlomo was a threat? It probably I have a hunch was understood in the family also that Shlomo was um, destined to be the king. Because it seems like it was common knowledge. Like you swore to Bathsheba and and in the Ayamim, it says it very explicitly that Hashem told David that Shlomo is going to be the king. Mm-hmm. So it could have been that it was public knowledge that Shlomo was the one who was in line, even though Adonia was older. Um, but it's a good point. Oh, I mean, he's also not invited. Why would all the other brothers be invited but not Shlomo? Yeah. So there was, there was some knowledge on part of Adonia that Shlomo won't just be an innocent bystander, unlike the other brothers who clearly were. Right. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. And then they tell the king, as Bathsheba um, is talking, they tell David, Natan Avi just came. And he comes before the king, and he bows to the king on the ground. And Natan said, My master, the king, you said that Adonia is going to be the king, and he's going to be the one to sit on my throne. Because he came down, he went and he went to that place, uh, it's called Eben Azochelet, I think that we said. Mm-hmm. He went and he, and he brought cows and he brought fattened, uh, fattened cows and sheep. And he called to all the sons of the king and to the he also called the generals of the king and to Eviatar the Kohen 
and they are eating and they're drinking before him as king. And they all said, Let the king Adoniel uh, live. Long live king Adoniel. That's what everybody is saying. And it's, it's catching on. But to me, your servant. And to Tzadok the Kohen. But he didn't call to any of the important people on our side. The Navi, the real Kohen, Tzadok, who is already in terms of David, put as officially the Kohen. To Benayahu ben Yoyada and to Shlomo, you didn't call any of us. Mm-hmm. If this is coming from the king, Natan is saying, and, and is this coming from the king? And you just didn't tell your servant who is going to lead after you? Mm-hmm. Is that what's going on? And David speaks aloud. And he says, by the way, Vayan, it comes up in our parashan, parashat b'shalach. Vayan doesn't necessarily mean, and he answered. It could also mean, and he just spoke loud. He spoke loud and announced. So the king announces and he says, Kiruli lebatshava, call me to call me batshava, batavolif neamelech, batamolif neamelech. And she comes before the king. She stands before the king. Vayshava amelech vayomar, and the king swore and he said, Chai Adonai asher badad nafshim mikol tzara, by the life of God, who, who. Um, uh, what's the word for Pada? Who redeemed my life from all suffering? On the life of God, I'm swearing in the name of God, who was the God who brought me deliverance out of all of my suffering. Pasuk Lamit, Nishpati Lach, just like I swore to you, Batsheba, Badonai Lohe Israel, through God, God of Israel, saying, that Shlomo will reign after me. And he will sit on my throne. That's what I will do. Mm-hmm. So I promise, he makes a very strong commitment now. Mm-hmm. She bows, uh, she goes on the floor and bows to the king. And she says, May, God, may David, the, ma- uh, the king, uh, my master, live forever. Okay? Who else said, May David live forever? Some Navi trivia? When Abigail was speaking to David, Abigail uh, with her husband who was like the, the guy who refused to help David out uh-huh. and David wanted to go and destroy their entire house uh-huh. and he says Uti, uh, nefesh, uh, David uh-huh. let the soul of David be tied up with the rock of the living it's a beautiful expression that means he should live on forever in the eternal existence okay so she says Adoni uh, David he should live forever that's what it is. Okay. So now David was convinced by Natan and by Bathsheba. He makes a swear, swears in the name of God that he's going to make sure that Shalomo is the one to reign. Now he has to execute the plan. Now David has to actually uh, perform. Okay. They all came before the king. By the way, do you know it's another threat that you have to keep in mind? Yoav trying to kill Benayahu. Why? Who's Benayahu again? Benayahu, remember he was part of the list of David's generals in the previous, at the end of the previous book when we were going through the list of the generals yeah. of David. And he was considered like the, not the top three generals, but the second tier top three. Meaning he was like top six generals in the entire country. Apparently he was very loyal to the Shilomo faction of David's house. Yeah. And he was... 
seems to be like the main general at this point that David wants to rely on. Um, Yoav has a history of killing other generals. Yeah. Remember he killed Abner yeah. who's trying to become friends with that and Amasa when he's becoming friends with David? Yeah. So that's another threat that Benayah was probably concerned with is Definitely that if Yoav be. becomes king, the general of the king Adonia, mm-hmm. then Yoav is, besides for Adonia killing Bathsheba mm-hmm. and Shalomo, uh, he's also, uh, Yoav is probably going to kill Benayah as well. Okay. Take all the servants of your master, the king says, and you shall ride Shilomo ala pirda sherli on my mule, el Gihon, and bring him down to the area of Gihon. Okay? And there, unlike Adonia, who didn't have a Natan, who didn't have a Navi. There in Gihon, you shall anoint Shilomo, not only the, the Kohen, but also Natana Navi. To be king over Israel. And you shall blow on the shofar. Uh, the king Shilomo shall live. And you should go after him. And he will come with this procession and come and sit on my throne and he will reign after me he is the one that I have commanded to be the leader of Israel and Yehuda and he says says to David Amen so shall say a God God of the uh, my master the king meaning confirmed and let this also be the will of God. Just like God was with my master the king, he should also be the same with Shalomon. And he shall grow the throne and the power of Israel to even greater and beyond the, my master the king, David. Okay, so now we'll pause there. They, they'll actually go and execute the plan that David proposes. So the plan ultimately is David will will uh, give Shilomo like, a, like an official public anointing and then he will bring the procession back and have Shilomo sit in the throne of the king. Mm-hmm. Something Adonia can't do because he's not given per- permission to do. But Shilomo, once he does that, it will, set, it will make it very clear that Adonia is not to be the king right. and it is Shilomo who is going to be the king. Uh, very, very interesting how as part of the anointing process, it's not only the Kohen, it's also the prophet. Meaning, meaning that that's the difference. Adonia wasn't, wasn't given the kingship by God. He doesn't have the blessing of God. Natan, the spokesperson for God, is going to support Shalom, which means that the kingship in, Jew, in Jewish ideology needs to be blessed by God. Right. It needs to come with the permission of God. The person is not doing it with the permission of God and is going for his own sake to just amass power. Is Sadok the Kohen Gadol or is he just a regular Kohen? I think he's the Kohen Gadol. Who was the other one that was with uh, Eviatar? Yeah. So what happened at the end of the during the rebellion, during the rebellion of uh, Absalom, Sadok and Eviatar were still jointly Kohens. But throughout the end of the, according to the Farshim, by the end of Shmuel Bet, David begins to oust Eviatar from the from the Kirunah because the Urim Vetumim stopped speaking to him. And it makes sense because Aviatar is from the line of Elia Kohen, which was a cursed line that they'd all die young and that they wouldn't be the Kohanim or something like that. So it's a very interesting nuance. Okay. Baruch Adonai Amen. Amen.